Hello, my beautiful friends and family, and welcome back to the Speech with Rach podcast. I am your host, Rachel Musial, M-A-C-C-C-S-L-P. And in this week's episode, we are going to be talking about pausing, slowing down, and taking a second between reacting to something, especially when things don't go our way. So in today's episode, I'm going to share how mindfulness and slowing down can allow you to stop, reflect, and make more level-headed decisions when you're in a tough spot. So let's get started. So as I'm sure many, probably all of you know, I love mindfulness. The idea that really we have control over the present moment and it's our job to choose whether we're going to allow it to overtake us or allow it to show us the beauty in our world, maybe some struggles that we need, and look at the situation with reflective eyes. I used to be a very, very impulsive person. And many times I would react to things emotionally, personally. And it wasn't until I started creating pauses in my day between my interactions to give myself a minute to truly think on whatever is in front of me that I saw positive changes in the way that I handled stress, difficulties, relationships, emotions, you name it. So I have been taking an eight-week mindfulness-based stress reduction course. I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. We're so close. But this course is just chock full of knowledge. I've always used mindfulness, but I wanted to learn a lot more behind the science of it. How does it affect our brain? Why does it work? What does research say? And what really, truly is mindfulness? And the other day, I was reading a chapter in my book about mindfulness and everyday stress. And the author shared a quote that just struck a chord with me. Now, the quote is from Viktor Frankl. He is a psychiatrist and a Holocaust survivor. I think that the fact, first off, that he's a Holocaust survivor to me just made me even more interested in what he had to say and able to relate to this as a Jewish woman, as someone that has faced similar but definitely not the same struggles as he has. And what Victor says in his quote, and I'm I'm just going to read the whole paragraph to you, is Victor Frankl, psychiatrist and Holocaust survivor, describes this eloquently. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. And the author goes on to say, even amidst Frankel's imprisonment, he found ways to provide comfort and healing to those around him, underscoring that with awareness, everyone has freedom of choice of how to respond. The key 
is awareness. I mean, you guys, if a Holocaust survivor could use mindfulness to make the situation that he was in acceptable and almost beautiful, we can definitely incorporate it into our daily lives. And I think what's so important about what Victor is saying in this is that the biggest power that we have is our awareness, right? Of course, conditioning and reacting to things is difficult to change and be powerful, but the minute that we take that step back, we make that space and we realize we have the power, it becomes, God, so much easier to handle stress. So let me give you an example. So I, again, used to be the kind of person where on a Thursday afternoon, I'd be super stressed out, right, trying to finish up for the week, seeing all my kiddos, kid upon kid upon report upon whatever, and I'd get an email that I need to pull my car in for an oil change or that this teacher's upset with me or that this or that, something that was unexpected. And I used to see it and go, oh, my God, are you kidding me? I already have so much on my plate. Are you serious? This is something else. And sometimes I would respond right away, kind of impulsively, either being upset about it, acknowledging and showing that I was upset, or maybe just having an emotional response that was stronger than I needed to. Now, here's how I've been able to handle the same situation while incorporating mindfulness. Pausing. Simply waiting. We talk about with our students the importance of wait time. Because, especially with the populations we work with, a lot of our kiddos need extra processing and extra wait time. In that wait time, we know our kiddos are using their critical thinking skills. They're thinking through things, they're processing before they are sharing a response. Now, wait time is so powerful. In grad school, it was something I really struggled with. If my child did not give me a response right away, I would jump in because I had this fear of filling the space, having the answer, knowing what to do right away. And what I realized is that power in waiting not only allows you to think through the situation, but to be able to separate yourself from it and know that you aren't that situation, but you're in that situation right now. So now, if I get an email from work or something unexpected and it is not necessarily positive, I usually read it. I take a deep breath and I stop. And I say, okay, I have two choices here. Am I going to choose to let this disturb me? Or am I going to acknowledge it, notice it, problem solve it, and move on, knowing that likely in 20 minutes, another thing will come up? Listen, y'all, I get it. Life (laughs) is not easy. I have been through my fair share of trauma, difficulties, and struggles myself, but 
just what I've learned from it all is you have the power to choose how it affects you. And for me, building in that space where when I read something, I see something, I allow myself to sit with it, process it, and think about it for a minute before responding. And another thing that I think pausing can do is allow you to handle the situation with a more positive outlook. When we pause in our day, we are practicing mindfulness. Stopping in a routine, activity thing that we do to just take a breath and look around. When was the last time you walked up to your coffee and before you poured it, you just took a second to think about that moment? Probably not, right? We're we're such creatures of habit and of automatic responses to things that we are so go, go, go that by building in pauses in your day, it allows you to practice gratitude, appreciation. And for me, it helps manage my anxiety. When I'm going, going, going without any breaks from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, my energy, my vibes, my mission, my... Interactions are going all over the place. And when I build that time into pause, I notice that I'm able to make smarter and more thought out choices. I especially have been working on building pauses in through my day between my sessions. That has been something that has brought a lot of gratitude and newness to my sessions. So I'm doing home health telemedicine. So I am visit after visit after visit back to back, typically during the day. And in between my visits, sometimes there's five minutes, sometimes there's 10, sometimes there's not. But I always try to build in just like 30 seconds, a minute to myself before I go into the next thing to say, okay, I did that. I made it through, I reflected on it. Whatever comes next, I'm going to be able to handle. I'm not going to let the stress that's been hanging over my head from earlier in today allow me to react inappropriately in a different situation. If we let things build up over time, if we start making a laundry list of the things that aren't going right, of course we'll never be happy. If you look at my life as a whole and all of the not so great things that happened, but only look at those, it would be pretty shitty. But what we need to realize is that each of those moments separately is an event that has been put into our lives to show us something, to challenge us. And if we look at those events separately and only take each one in for that moment, It's a lot easier to manage stress than if you're getting upset about something, then tacking on everything else is going bad. Your client's misbehaving. Oh, of course this takes the cake. It's Monday. You were late. There was traffic. They got your coffee order wrong. Your boyfriend didn't text. We could go on and on and on about the laundry list of things that don't go right. And when you do that, it makes it harder to stay positive and level-headed in those moments through the day that challenge you. So instead, I look at each thing in my day as a separate event. 
And if it's maybe been a shitty morning, when the next shitty thing happens, I don't say, oh, this is just part of my total shitty day and clump it all together. I stop in that moment and I pause and I take a breath and I choose how I'm going to manage it. I let myself be in that moment. One of the important tenets of mindfulness is we don't necessarily let go, but we let be. So taking the time to stop, to be in that moment and think about it just for the here and the now, at least for me, allows me to make decisions that aren't as fueled by stress, anxiety, or the fear of the outcome. I do something or react to something more now because I want to, because I've thought about it. And then when I do respond, I'm more confident and secure with the things I'm sharing, the way my body's processing it, or the way the situation is unraveling. The power of the pause, guys, is crazy. So my little challenge for you this week, you know, I like to end with how you can kind of apply this to your life. I think a lot of times I listen to podcasts, I read posts, and I go, great, this is helpful. This is great information, but like, how can I apply this? So here's how you can apply this into your day. Find time to pause. Find time to pause in your natural day-to-day habits before you pour your coffee, right? While you're walking to your car, after you get to work. And also, when an event during your day doesn't go so great, I challenge you to pause there as well. To stop, maybe take a walk, get yourself out of that environment, or take a note on how you're feeling. Instead of reacting to something and doing it just to get that task done, let yourself maybe sit for it for a second and see if that changes what your plan is. We all need time to process. And when we do respond to things, so many times they are animalistic instincts because our body, guys, our body can't tell the difference between psychological and physical stress. So when you are stressed out, regardless if it's a lion chasing you or a bad grade, your body can't tell the difference. So automatically you're going to freeze, flight, or flee. So you either stop, you either run away, or you fight. Now, you can kind of add something else in there that when something happens, you freeze, but you take it as like a reflective freeze, meaning you don't allow that moment to stop you from moving forward, but you look at it as a sign of something to maybe slow down and look at what's going on. Know that the animal instinct inside you will want to respond and react immediately. And that's okay. Mindfulness is a learned practice. And if anything, it's about teaching you how to unlearn some of those unhealthy habits that we've automatically been programmed to do. So slow down. Pause. Take a moment in your day to stop when you normally wouldn't especially if it's a moment that's going to bring you high stress and see what it does. Allow yourself to focus on that moment 
Try not to worry about how it's going to affect the future or about how it's just tacking on to all the problems in your past. Take it for the here and the now. Give yourself the wait time that you would give your kiddos. And so with that, we're kind of going to wrap up Monday's episode. However, I do want to just push in a little quick announcement here that my Mindfulness 101 online workshop with Marie will be on this coming Sunday, February 21st at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. We have extended our early bird tickets, so be sure to grab them. I promise you guys are not going to want to miss this workshop. Marie and I really want to help students manage the stress and anxiety of grad school because grad school just doesn't teach us how to do that. And it can be really nice to sometimes have that guidance and support from someone in your field that's been through it, but from an outside perspective. So we are really excited to share how mindfulness has helped us in our lives professionally and personally, and how as students, SLP students, undergrad students, even OT students, PT students, doctorate students, whatever, can use mindfulness to be a little bit more well-rounded while still trying to achieve in grad school. So again, tickets for that are at the link in my bio. And hey guys, until next time, I am sending you a huge warm hug right now filled with love and light. I want you to imagine my little smiling face with my big arms open up because that's what I'm doing in my office right now. And I am sending you a big virtual hug. I'm freaking proud of you for continuing to show up and work on yourself. Not taking this rinse and repeat cycle that 2020, 2021 has started to be. Finding newness and finding growth. And it is going to better you, your clients, your experiences, and your life in general. Love you guys lots. We'll talk soon.